So the awesome tool for authors called KDP Rocket recently changed its name to Publisher Rocket. And I could think of nothing better than to bring its founder and creator, Dave Chesson, on here to Am Writing Fantasy to talk about why he changed it to Publisher Rocket and what is it that we people can learn from it. And maybe we can get some ninja tips out of him. We'll see. If you're a fantasy author, then you've come to the right place. My name is Jesper, and together with Autumn, I've published more than 20 books, and it is our aim to help you in your writing and marketing endeavors. So Dave, maybe you would like to uh, just say a few words about yourself, and, and thank you for coming on to Am Writing Fantasy. Well, it's really awesome to be here. Um, as, as you said, I'm Dave, and uh, I run a website called kindlepreneur.com uh, that teaches authors how to sell their books and get their books discovered on Amazon, as well as the uh, creator of Publisher Rocket. I started off as an author, but I actually have a bit of dyslexia, and so I've never thought of myself as a great writer. And that's why it was very important for me that if I was going to spend all that time, you know, I'm a father, I'm you know, a husband and I was, I used to be military. If I was going to spend all that time writing, I wanted to make sure that I had the right market. And so it's from all that research and understand that helped me to get my books out there and to make enough money for my books to be able to quit my job and be here full time with my children. So. Yeah, excellent. And uh, we use uh, KDP Rocket uh, ourselves as well, uh, Autumn and myself. And uh, actually, I talked about it in a, in a previous video. So if any of you watching wants to sort of get a inside KDP Rocket look, I did some screen sharing stuff and whatnot. I'll put a link right here on the screen for you. So you can just click that one and then it'll take you through that video if you want to see what KDP Rocket looks like inside because we're not going to do screen sharing here today. And for those of you listening on the podcast, you need to cycle through to episode 11. And that's when I talked about KDP Rocket. But maybe to start us off, Dave, uh, maybe we can sort of, why, why did you want to change KDP Rocket into Publisher Rocket? Well, the first thing was is that KDP Rocket, uh, we used to have version 1.0, and it solely focused on Kindle. And that's why we chose the name KDP, because of the Kindle aspect. This was back in the day when CreateSpace existed and there's KDP for ebook. So now that uh, Publisher Rocket is a version 2.0, it covers both books and ebooks. So we needed to make sure that nobody got confused about thinking it was just a Kindle tool anymore. But another crazy thing too, though, is, is that we've been in talks with Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and iTunes about including their markets data in Rocket in the future. It's kind of hard to have a conversation with those guys when your name is very Amazon-centric. Needless <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, to say, it stalls the, the discussions. But now that we're Publisher Rocket, though, um, most of the representatives we've been working for are very pleased about that and have been really forthcoming in looking into how we can access the data that we do to be able to provide authors with the information that we give. So that was a really major factor about you know taking and changing the name. And at the same time, like I talked about, we did the name change right as we transitioned to version 2.0. And version 2.0 is not only faster and I would, I would say sleeker, definitely a better look, but also the internal programming's allowing myself and my programmers to add even more. We have a whole bunch of new features and capabilities coming out. We'll be uh, adding every international market here very soon. And this isn't just 
pulling information from those markets, we've actually been collecting years worth of data on all of the, from the German, the UK, the Japanese, you name it, to be able to give the right analysis that fits those markets perfectly. So now that we have a more robust program, we can do things like that. We also have added every one of the 16,000 Amazon categories inside the program itself. So for the first time, authors can go in there and be able to see every possible category, especially from their genre or their string. And then they can even see how many books that day they need to sell in order to be number one. And that, that is updated daily. And as a matter of fact, we're actually adding new systems to make it update even more so. So you can get real-time data and find out which categories are best. And in the future, we're gonna be adding even more to that to include the average um, ABSR of the number one books. And here's the cool part. We're gonna be adding something that lets you know how many shoppers actually go to that category to purchase books. So now authors can finally select categories that help them to be a best-selling author even more so. And on top of that, categories that will help you to sell more books. It's, a, it's an amazing tool. I mean, I, I can't imagine the amount of data scraping you must be doing. I mean, actually, last time when I recorded that previous video, I was talking about every time KDP Rocket started pulling data, I, the, the screen sharing session, the recording session just like ooh, powered down almost. <laughs> I, I could see it, you know, that, uh, but I'm glad that, the, uh, that you mentioned that the publisher Rocket is, is, is let's say, faster uh, because also, sometimes it didn't happen often, but a few times it did happen on me that KDP Rocket crashed and mm -hmm. I had to restart it. It was not a big deal, you know, you just do the research again. But, but of course, I, I guess Publisher Rocket has that fixed now. Is that right? Seven times faster and it's able wow. to hold more information. The thing about it was when I created KDP Rocket 1.0 back about three years ago, I had no idea how popular it was going to be, nor did I understand how many extra things I wanted to add to it. So our original foundation of the program was, was meant for just keyword research and competition analysis, you know, helping right. you to choose the right keywords to get discovered and help you to see what your competitors are doing. And that's it. But over those three years, we added the category feature. Then we added Amazon book ads feature. And, you know, we have even more that we want to do. Uh, and it was evident that our original programming wasn't able to support that. And so as we added more, it started to slow down just a bit, or like you said, there was the crashes. So we completely overhauled the entire system with the plans in the future of adding even more. And we put that in the infrastructure. So, and we timed it seven times faster, which believe me, it's, if you're doing a lot of research or you're pulling, you want to pull hundreds, if not thousands of keywords for your ads, every second counts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it, and it is. I mean, it, it is amazing how uh, how much computer power there needs to be to actually um, pull all that data out uh, from from what is you know from from the user perspective on my end. It, it just looks like a very sort of that's a simple piece of software, but but there's a lot to it underneath the hood uh, if if one were to look at it, right? Yeah, when I first designed the uh, the software, I did what I call the Muzzy test. And, and Muzzy is actually the name I give my grandmother and she's super awesome. Um, she knows about that much about book marketing. But the key was, was that I, I wanted to see if she could figure out how to use it, you know, right. kind of on her own. And um, 
that was kind of a test that we did to figure out, okay, how good is this? How, how is it going to work? But then on top of that, we continue to revise it and change things and, you know, move things around so that no matter what age you are, whether or not you're young or you're in retirement age, it's very intuitive and will help you to get through it. And one thing that I want to add too is, is that, you know, we talk about all these additions and new features and even the upgrade to version 2.0. Uh, I'm a strong believer of software companies never charging people again. <laughs> you know, you make your software better, don't, don't make me pay more money for it. Uh, mm -hmm. So every one of those things we've talked about has been a free upgrade for every user. And that's, that's our policy. That's the way we're going to keep it. Yeah, that's excellent. But I, I, I was thinking maybe for, for those who doesn't jump on to that uh, other video that I recorded, and, but who just sort of want the very quick overview, maybe you could just sort of talk us through the four different features that are inside the Publisher Rocket. I think it's four, if I remember correctly, four different areas that you, what you can do. And, and maybe maybe your thoughts on what is which one of these are, if any, are most useful in your view for, for authors? Are any of them better than the others or, 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 or what? I'm just curious to have your thoughts on that. Well, let me answer the first question and then we'll get to that last one. What I like to tell people is, is that that Publisher Rocket's entire design is to help authors get their books discovered. Okay, to get found on Amazon and hopefully in the future, the other markets as well, uh, so that they can get their books in front of the right shoppers slash readers. Now, every one of those features was designed with this in purpose, okay, but with different ways of doing it. The first feature is keyword feature, and that is helping you to choose your seven Kindle keywords, okay? Those are the words that people type into Amazon, and then Amazon chooses to show books uh, for it. There are three very important questions when choosing your keywords that authors should definitely consider. The first is they want words that shoppers actually type into Amazon. The second is they want to make sure that that shoppers actually buy those books when they see them. Okay, a great example is you're in fantasy, right? Mm -hmm. What are the chances that I type in the word fantasy and Amazon shows me the perfect book, right? Like the type. I mean, you know all the different types of genre out there, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. On top of that, though, what if I type in something like Velociraptor Epic War? Okay, <laughs> maybe there's a book out there. I don't know, but you know, you can quickly see that no, there are no sales coming in for those books. Therefore, this is not actually the end game. This is not where shoppers end up and then purchase. So knowing how much those books are making that show up is a very important thing. And the third and final part is understanding the competition. It's great to choose those words, but if your book doesn't show up on the first page of Amazon, your book will not benefit from that keyword. So we've designed it for authors to quickly answer those three things inside the keyword feature. They can see all the words that people are typing into Amazon that pertain to what they're thinking about. They know the average amount of money that books are making that show up for that keyword. And they know how hard it would be to rank for it. And we give it a great score from one to a hundred. And our programming uh, takes into account when it creates that competition score, it takes into account the popularity of the author, the popularity of the book, the sales, how new is it, uh, the re review grades, uh, and more importantly, recent review grades, because that has a major effect. I would say reviews that came in two years ago have little to no effect, whereas a review that came in yesterday has more of an effect. Um, we also take into account um, some other factors as well, and we compile it into a number that makes it easy for you to say, oh, wow that keyword would be a lot harder to rank for than that one. 
So right there, you have everything you need to select your seven Kindle keywords. But I'd also say too that that feature is really important for new authors just about to start their book. Say for example, you're thinking of writing a book on, we'll say, um, some type of magician fantasy. I'm gonna stick inside of your genre here as I give an yeah, example, right? <laughs> okay, now, Knowing what it is that people are typing into Amazon and whether or not there's a hungry market for it can be really important to helping you sort of not only choose the niche genre that you go into, but more importantly, it can help you in figuring out what should be the focal point of your book cover or your book description and help you to know that your book idea before you even start, whether it has a market on Amazon that's willing to pay or if it doesn't. Okay, so you can collect all this information and validate your book idea before you start, as well as have important information on how you design and lay out your book going forward. Because remember, keywords are the words that your market is using when they are shopping and looking for the next book. So if somebody, if there's a lot of people say typing in necromancer, uh, you know, epic fantasy, right? Okay. You know, you were thinking about having a, a wizard that, you know, maybe maybe does raise the dead or, or deals in the dark arts a bit, you know, um, and you know that that has a hungry market. You may want to focus or ensure that your cover represents that more so that it truly meets the desire of those of those readers. You may find out that, well, there are other characters, you know, in, in my in my group that are trekking through the woods, you know, but maybe that one should be front and center. Um, you may do research and start to find more and more about what people are typing. And so that information can really help you get your foot, you know, get you started on the right foot. The second feature is our competition analyzer. And the purpose of this one is to understand what your potential competitors are doing, how well they're doing and what they're doing right. So you start by typing in say a keyword phrase or whatever it is you might wanna target for your keyword and Rocket will list out the books that Amazon would list out and it gives you important information about you know, the book cover, the title, the, the age, how much money it's made, it made that day, about how much money it's making on average in the month. Um, and so you can start to kind of see what's working. You can even flip between book and ebook and see how, how well their ebook is doing compared to their book and understand which one's actually making more money for them. And so that can kind of help you with some of your marketing decisions moving forward, your price selection, um, you know, whether or not you want to target this in advertisement later on and so forth. The third feature is our category feature. And like we talked about earlier, you know, Amazon has 16,000 plus categories. And we have the data to help you find the right category, okay? It's interesting, there's actually a lot of authors, especially for fantasy, might think that, they, that the main category of science fiction and fantasy would be the only category that holds fantasy-related categories. That's actually not true. There are four different main categories that have a whole subsection on just fantasy. And especially in literature and fiction, um, young adult, and there's a couple of more that are just really weird and out of place. Mm -hmm. And our software actually helps people to find those very quickly. And I assure you, if you look at the science fiction and fantasy, and then you find your fantasy selected category there, it's probably gonna be a lot harder to rank for that than say uh, the fiction or literature and fiction version of that same exact category because nobody thinks to look there. So the software helps you to find those opportunities so that you have a much better chance of actually being a bestseller. 
Why does bestseller help? Well, there's a couple of things that come from this. Number one is that you get the orange tag that says bestseller, and that's cool, I mean, from a hubris perspective. But what's really good from a marketing perspective is that when Amazon shows your book and others, it shows the orange tag, or yeah, it's the orange tag that says bestseller, so your book sticks out, which means my eyes are gonna direct to yours, even if somebody else's is above you. And on top of that too, that tag is a bit of social proof. It tells me that other people like this book because they're buying it. And I feel more comfortable purchasing it now that I know that others have bought it as well. What's funny is, is that you might not be selling as much as the others, but you selected the right category. And so you have that advantage. Another thing that's coming from category sales too is that Amazon sends out emails uh, to people who've bought inside that category. And if you're the new bestseller, you're actually gonna get promoted more often from their email campaigns. And so that's a major help. And a third thing that's really coming from, from categories as well is that we're seeing an increase in shoppers purchasing from categories themselves. And you can see this because Amazon is now adding filters inside of the categories on amazon.com. So say for example, you go to your favorite category, you can now look on the left and it'll give you phrases that people have used to describe different types of fantasy. You'll see uh, top authors listed so you can click those, series names, um, genres to choose from. And if there are fantasy specific awards, they even have little click boxes there for you to select so you can see the award winners. So Amazon's really focusing on improving shopper experience through categories themselves. And that all starts with authors selecting the right one. And finally, we have the Amazon ads. We call it the AMS keyword feature because say for example, you've got a great book and you just can't seem to either break into your, uh, your area. There are too many powerful, awesome, you know, books making more money and you just can't get up to the top. Or maybe you know that you're creating something absolutely new, like some crazy new genre uh, or what have you, then, Amazon ads is probably a phenomenal way for you to take it to the next level. And I'd also say to those who have written a book and it failed, maybe try giving a little breathing it, you know, new life into it through ads and you may see it finally get that opportunity. With Amazon ads, you can now say, hey, look, Amazon, I wanna put this book at the top of the search result. Somebody types that in, I wanna show up for that. Or you could also say, hey, Amazon, Anytime somebody sees this book, I want to be next to them, okay? I want to be right there so that, you know, they've got to see my book first. This gives you ability to 100% know you're getting eyes on your book. And that can be incredible. But the problem that authors run into is you can't just select 10 or 15 terms, sit back and say, sweet, you know, and even raise up the cost per click to make it, you know, obvious that you're going to make those, that you're going to get seen. Actually, it's taking hundreds, if not thousands of keywords that you wanna focus on for your ads before you can really start to see some progress. And so we created a system that helps you to auto-generate those pertinent keywords and help you to make your ads more effective and efficient. So from those four features, we're helping you to get discovered naturally. We're helping you to understand what your competitors are doing as well as what you'd be facing. We're helping you to select those categories so you're seen and found and connected to other books. And finally, we're helping you with your ads if that's what you choose. All of that to help get you discovered. It's amazing. I, I really like that, the, that piece of software. It's very well developed. Um, and, and I think especially now in, in the, if, we, if we're looking at Amazon for a second here in, in the Amazon marketplace, if you are to, let's say, get any sort of traction with your Amazon ads, 
we're getting to a stage now where sort of the top keywords they are so expensive that when you're selling yeah. an ebook for five dollars, it, it's it's forget about bidding on it. it it's way too expensive. And then mm -hmm. the only other option then is to have tons of ads running with on a low bid, but then you're going to pick up the fuse that nobody else are bidding on, or maybe very few people are bidding on. So, and there I have found uh, now Publisher. I was just about to say KDP Rocket, but Publisher Rocket to. Um, to be incredibly helpful because I think on especially one of my books I have I think I have like twenty thousand plus keywords ads running on those, uh, but and they're just out of KDP Rocket. I mean it's so easy. You just go in, generate a list, bump them into Amazon. Another list into Amazon. I, I mean it doesn't matter if some of the keywords are replicates of, of one you already have in there because who cares? I mean you're gonna win one of them, and as long as you're bidding the same, it doesn't really matter. So you can just you know. Beef up your Amazon ads by pulling data out of KDP. Oh, sorry, now I did it again. Publisher okay. rocket. I mean, uh, so I, I think it, it's it's an amazing tool that saves you so incredibly much time. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are afraid about, like you were talking about, twenty thousand keywords or so. What happens if I'm showing up for keywords that you know nobody's ever going to buy? That's okay because the thing is, you don't pay Amazon until somebody clicks on your ad, yeah. and. Nobody will click on your ad unless after seeing your book cover and your title and your ad blurb, if you choose to have one, that still interests them, then they click. So, you know, I found some interesting keywords that I still can't figure out exactly why that directed, but it somehow caught the attention of a larger number of people. Those people clicked and those people bought. And again, I think the reason why I made those sales was because nobody was thinking to target that, and yet it was a good fit in some way. And again, I only pay if people, after seeing my ad, like it and choose to learn more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. and that's exactly my mentality with it as well. I mean, it doesn't matter what you load in there because, as you just said, you know, you only pay for the click, so who cares if you load right. in five hundred uh, keywords that you got from Publisher Rocket that nobody cares about. That doesn't really relate to fantasy, but for whatever reason, that's what you got in your list. Doesn't matter, you know. You're not gonna pay for them anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's just amazing. You know, you can just go crazy and then <laughs> pull out lots and lots of keywords and load them into Amazon with a low bit, and some of it will get clicked. Yep, absolutely. And you know, and that's that's an interesting thing. I just kind of break away for a bit on this. Is what I love most about Amazon ads is I can use the numbers to finally figure out where the problem is with my book. You see, when um, here's an example. I, I, have you ever heard of the book uh, Battlefield Earth? It's a science fiction book. There's actually a really bad movie made about it, but <laughs> uh, it doesn't ring any bells right now. But okay. On. Well, anyways, uh, this book was written, and uh, a while ago, the publishing company reached out and, to me and said, "Hey, we'd like your help about figuring out how to improve our Amazon ads." I said, "Okay." You know, I actually read the book as a child, and it was probably the second ever science fiction book I read. I credit it for kind of turning me into a sci-fi fan. Uh, the first being Ender's Game. Love that one. So I said, cool, honor to, to kind of work on a book that I've, I read as a kid, sure. So we looked at it and we looked at their Amazon ads and it was crazy because I saw that they had a large number of impressions. So great, they were they were choosing the right keywords. You know, Amazon was choosing to show their book and they had a lot of great clicks and awesome. The cover fit, it was perfect, got it. And they just done a new cover when they were doing this new launch. 
However, though, the percentage of people choosing to buy that clicked on it was pretty low. It was like 0.5%, uh, maybe it was 0.4%, but it was like somewhere that low that were actually going from clicks to buy. And while they were making money and they were helping to get their book out there more, the problem was, was that there was a significant number of people who were coming to their sales page and choosing not to buy. So they were like, well, maybe we need better keywords. I was like, no, no, no. I know what your problem is. Your book description is horrible. So I told them that the problem was, was that the book description was more like a book report. They were giving way too many details. They were listing out, you know, characters that didn't need to be in there. They were giving, you know, the specifics of the entire story and it dragged on. Now I said, so really we shouldn't be focusing on our keywords because obviously those are driving in the right people because they're clicking and they're interested, but they're not paying. So I said, look, I'm going to rewrite your book description. I'm going to use what I know about Amazon and everything. And we're going to go ahead and construct something that makes shoppers know this is truly an, a post-apocalyptic sci-fi book, you know, of, you know, epic proportion and why they need to read this book. So I wrote one and they said, yeah, that sounds really cool, but we really think that our original one fits most with fans. I said, all right, hold on. Let me, let me show you something. So I went to a, a website called pickfu.com and it's where you can pay to like submit two different versions, whether it's like two different versions of a cover or two different versions of a book description. And they go out and they find people to survey and to choose which one they like best. But more importantly, those people have to give a reason for why they chose one over the other. Well, what's really cool is, is that we had about 75% of the people choose mine over the other one. More importantly, when reading the comments, most of the people that chose the other one said, I've read this book before and this one gives more detail. So obviously it wasn't the best one to choose a new person to purchase it. It was only the one that they felt most comfortable with because they knew the story. And that was the thing about the publisher was they were so close to the story that they thought they needed more information. So when I showed that to the publishing company, they immediately were like, whoa, okay, cool. So they changed out the, the book description and immediately they tripled their conversion rate of their ads and even more so from tweaking it beyond then to get even more sales. Now that not only helps with their Amazon ads, but it also helps with every other effort they're making in marketing, whether it's Facebook ads, email campaigns or whatever, because now when people land on that book, more people are converting to purchase because the book description is that good. So I love Amazon ads, not just from the ability to proactively and absolutely get my book in front of people, but also I can learn through the numbers where my, bro my book is having a problem and then I can fix it and give it the best success rate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I also wrote a whole guide, step-by-step -step guidebook on how to write, write fantasy book descriptions because it doesn't matter. Your book description is part of the equation that makes people buy. So it's not only about finding good keywords and finding out what to bid and, and so forth. And of course have a good cover, but the book description is absolutely a part of the e equation. Yeah, I never realized how important a book description was until finally Amazon provided those AMS numbers. I mean, I kind of used to think, hey, you know, it's, I mean, the cover is really important, but really that book description is what makes somebody who's interested turn into a buyer. So 100% and yeah, use that kind of resource and material make sure that your book description is stellar or else all of your marketing efforts could be dying prematurely because you couldn't land that sale. So I wanted to cycle back to, to the seven keywords again um, that you mentioned before. And I'm, I'm sort of springing this question on you a bit. So if you don't know, that's fully fair. 
but I was just wondering wh when you're looking at the data from you know under the hood, if mm -hmm. you have any reflections or insights on how much those seven keywords actually matter because. When I use Publisher Rocket, of course, I also figured out which which seven keywords performs better than the others, and 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 all that. And I can see in the data from Publisher Rocket that there is a difference. So of course, I I researched out the seven best ones and I use those. But in terms of moving actual book sales, at least on my end, I did not really see that those seven keywords mattered much. Uh, so I'm just wondering, based on on your data perspective, if you know. If it's because those seven keywords actually doesn't matter as much as we think they do, or is it because maybe it's it's too saturated with those keywords and, and that's why you're not seeing the needle move? Or I don't know if you have any insights on this. Well, there are three important parts to keywords uh, to help push book sales. And the first one is identifying your target keywords, right? So knowing which keywords really will work to help move the needle. And that's exactly what Publisher Rocket does is it finally gives you the ability to see what those keywords are. The second important part is making sure you get indexed for that keyword. Okay. And indexing is where Amazon acknowledges that your book should show up for that keyword, okay? Uh, ways to influence indexing are, you know, you've chosen that phrase as one of your seven Kindle keywords. Another thing is, you know, the words are either in your title or subtitle. And yes, Amazon does index the book description. I know a lot of people say that it doesn't because they'll take like a full sentence from a book description or some made up word, put it into Amazon, it doesn't show anything. But Amazon's own A9 uh, algorithm, that's actually the name of their search engine. If you go to a9.com, which is its own website, uh, they flat out say we index book descriptions and descriptions of products. So the way that mm. they do it though is they know what words should be appropriate to that genre and therefore those are very important to them. Um, to go a step further on that, if you scroll down on the Amazon book sales page and you'll get down to where the reviews are, notice that there's a word cloud density above the reviews now and these are like words that Amazon has figured out that people are using when reviewing the book. Guess what? a uh, majority of those are genre or category specific words that it has identified. I believe it does the same thing like that with book descriptions. Um, that's why you don't see a lot of thes, he, is, you know, because it's, but you'll see like war mage, you know, you'll see mm. uh, necromancer, you'll see those words popping up. So I'm gonna throw in book description um, for that purpose. So again, those things all help to show Amazon that, okay, yeah, and same thing with reviews. What people put in reviews, I definitely think is indexed, but I don't see A9 talk about that, but the word cloud density makes me think so. So those things help to say to Amazon, you should show up. And yeah, to a certain extent, that will help you to show up um, higher in the rankings, okay? but it depends on the competition. Maybe just choosing those words is enough to get you on the first page. So long as the competition is low, that, you know, that competition score we talked about, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You get an 80 competition, and I'm sorry, but you, you choose the best seven Kindle keywords, you're not gonna show up on that first page. Um, but you choose like a 20, and yeah, you can get there just by choosing one of them. So that brings us to the third one, which is ranking for that keyword. Now, statistically speaking, if you rank number one for a keyword, okay, on Amazon, you can expect 27% of the people that typed in that phrase will click on your book. You rank number two though, and it quickly quickly drops to 13, then 11, then nine, eight, seven, six, 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 and then it bumps up to seven at the bottom because apparently people scroll down and then they see that last book the most. Um, but that's a huge difference. You rank five or you rank seven for that book, that title, excuse me, that keyword, 
and that's 6% compared to 27%. And if you rake on the second or third or fourth page for that keyword, it's, it's, it's like 2%, 1%, less than 1% of the people will actually find you from that keyword. So making sure that you're in the top of that keyword is very important. Now, one of the best ways to increase your rankings for that keyword is by the sheer act of a shopper typing in your keyword, finding your book, selecting it, and purchasing it or downloading it, okay? Because that is a pure signal to Amazon that somebody went, when they typed in this phrase, this product was the one that connected with them and this is the product that actually made us money as well, right? So they'll want the best selling for that keyword to be at the top so that they make, um, you know, they make the sale. And I've actually got a quote from uh, Jeff Bezos about this, the CEO of Amazon. And he said, we don't make money when we sell things. We make money when we help customers make purchase decisions. So they wanna show the one that makes that, that sale. So mm -hmm. how do we as authors influence this? Well, remember when I talked about uh, you know, validating your book idea and choosing covers that fit that term better? That's huge. Um, I was working with a romance author and she was writing a romance. We did our keyword research, long story short, her perfect keyword phrase was um, second or Victorian second chance romance family or with baby or these other words at the end <laughs> that help people to know more about the book. Let's just those words. We understand what the story is. Okay. Victorian era. So we're looking at the Victorian period of time. Second chance romance is a type of romance where somebody finds love again. And then the whole family or with baby is that at the last moment, people were adding in there some kind of phrase or term to help them know that, no, this isn't hot or steamy or no, this isn't, I want this to be about family. She needs to have a kid and she's looking for love again. So she's looking for somebody who would be cool enough to, you know, to date her while she has somebody else's child. And even more so, if you put that under the context of the Victorian era, right, I mean, that's, that wife, no matter how it happened, she must be a charlatan or an, and a social pariah because she's without husband. So as you can see, we just know from those words exactly what it is the market is looking for. And the interesting part was that the, the cover originally was of like a castle that was kind of Victorian period. So cool, she nailed the, the time setting. However, though, there was nothing about it that helped to personify the other parts. So instead the cover was designed where it showed, you know, like a ball basically happening and, the mom holding the child with kind of the group of people looking down on her like, oh, you know, she's without a husband, the charlatan. But there's one guy standing in the back kind of looking very interested. Notice that that cover symbolizes everything the shopper's typing in. So what do you think is going to actually get the click, right? The book that shows exactly what they're looking for. But another uh, tactic for people who are like, look, I already got a cover and I'm cool with it. Another tactic that I recommend to people is that if you know that somebody is going to be buying your book, okay, uh, say you have some people out there that yes, they, they're fans, they love what you do. I would recommend to tell some of them to go to Amazon, type in your keyword phrase, your target, and then find it that way. Might want to give them a warning. They may have to go through a couple of pages, but it would mean the world to you if you did that. What that will do is that will send the signal to Amazon that this book should definitely be ranking. And you'd be surprised how little amount of sales will happen. You'll shoot up to the top. Now, I'm not, this is not a hack and I'm not ruining Amazon and I'm not going to help uh, bad books win, okay? 
because what ultimately happens is this tactic will give you that ability to be at the top and to be found. However, though, if your book continuously is passed up from books under it, okay, so shoppers are, normal shoppers are typing it in and not choosing your book, but choosing this book or this book or this book, you will start to come back down in the rankings and you'll finally sit at where you belong. So us doing research as authors is not about hacking Amazon. It's not about bad books winning. Amazon's smarter than that and its algorithm is great. What we've talked about here is helping authors know their market better, make better decisions as they develop their book, make better decisions on how they want to position it and know that all of those efforts are actually going to existing markets where they will find their right readers. I couldn't have said it better myself, Dave. <laughs> but the, the, the thing, um, I, you know, the, the thing about all this machine learning, because I fully agree, Amazon, the, the, the algorithm behind, or I guess there's actually many probably, but the algorithms then uh, behind that drives Amazon are very intelligent. The only thing that seems very old school to me still, you know, in 2019, that we even have to write in those seven keywords manually, it seems mm. crazy to me. I mean, Amazon should be able to learn via machine learning, which are the words that associates to this book. And, and you know, I, I don't know, maybe that'll stop at some point, but it well, just seems and to, be to an extent, that really is what we were talking about in the indexing, right? It's taking the input you, the author gave, it's taking the input of the categories you choose. It's taking in the input of the title and the words you use in the book description. And it's taking in the input of what your customers are writing. And then it is figuring out where it should put you. Now, what's really cool about keywords is that you may say, you may choose seven particular phrases, right? You're gonna show up for more than that, okay? You don't just show up for those seven. You're actually gonna be indexed on a whole bunch more, like hundreds, okay? But the key is, is that if you show that your book is making more sales, okay, it's succeeding, Amazon then starts to spread you out even more, okay? That's why, like, if you type in Harry Potter, you know, or any type of wizard, kid wizard, wizard school, whatever, you're going to find Harry Potter in that list. Harry Potter didn't have 50,000 keywords that they could enter in. They just had seven. But Amazon is going to test and show books more and more often because the whole point of the A9 algorithm, again, that's there. They have lots of algorithms, um, but the A9 is the search bar that shows up. And it's, it's the only one that's got its own name. The A9 mm -hmm. algorithm is going to test and push and show products because the ultimate goal of the A9 algorithm is to make Amazon more money. And like we heard from Bezos, it's not about the sale, it's about providing the right product. And that's when they get the sale. So uh, we, we've sort of talked about a lot around the um, publisher rocket and, and how Amazon works and all that. So I, I think there's a lot of good stuff here for, for people to, to, to sort of take home and, and consider it. But is there anything you want to share here at the end around uh, maybe what your future plans are with publisher rocket or anything like that? Yeah, like I said earlier, uh, we're going to be adding the international markets so that people in Germany can focus on the German market or Indian or Japanese. And we've been collecting information for years now for that. We're also going to be adding more information about each individual category so that people can choose less volatile ones or more popular ones, you know, for purchasing power um, and help people see seasonal changes as well in categories. And again, you know, as an author myself, I'm always testing and Amazon's always changing. So we're always staying on top of that as well. And if people would like to sort of get more insight into Publisher Rocket, uh, 
where can they where can they find Publish or Rocket and, and maybe you can share how, how much does it cost? Sure. So Publisher Rocket, you can find it at publisherrocket.com and it's a one-time payment of $97. So, and you get that for life. Uh, that includes all updates, upgrades, you name it. As we add more, as we change, uh, you'll benefit from those as well. And I would also say too, if anybody out there wants to learn more about Amazon ads, I've got a full free course on Amazon ads. You can find it at amscourse.com. And it's one of those that I give every detail for you to do Amazon ads without software or without paying for any other aspect. It'll take you all the way through the process. That's excellent. And if you email me uh, the link to those things, then I will put it in the description field below. If you're watching on YouTube, so just go below this video. Or if you're listening on the podcast, you just go to the show notes and, and then you'll find the, the links there from, from Dave that he mentioned. So. Thank you so much for coming on to M Writing Fantasy, Dave. And at least from my end, I can say that uh, I think that those $97 are well spent and it's definitely worth it. So, uh, but I'll leave that up to you guys. Thank you so yep. much for joining, Dave. Absolutely. And it's really good being here.